takes from the nosebleeds. Alrighty, welcome to a special holiday edition of Takes from the Nosebleeds, where we talk about a lot of stuff going into the holidays, and next week we have off because Christmas and stuff, even though it doesn't feel like Christmas at all. Um, even though in the States it's Christmas. I don't know if you guys can attest to that. Uh, yeah, next Friday. Yeah, but uh, you guys got the hell of a snowstorm, though, which sucks, because I want snow at least. I want snow for next week, and then the rest, it can just piss off. I love winter, but the worst part about it is blowing snow away. Are you guys, are you guys so gathering much. with family for, for Christmas? Oh, kind of. Kind of. I have my... I tested for the antibody. I get tested for the antibodies, but my mom and dad have, so... Um, my cousins that are all like in college and stuff, uh, kind of all quarantined, uh, alone doing online stuff are all coming net for a day. And that's about it. As long as it's safe, like, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's, it's really mm-hmm. tricky. It's really tricky here. Like the only like really tricky thing is like, you know, the fact that we have like kids that are going to school and like Joey knows all about that. I don't want to dive into that. Um, but yeah, that's pretty. It's pretty tough. But uh, I mean, there is one thing that won't go away, and that is the fact that we will have basketball on Christmas. So before we get into the start of the uh, the NBA season, uh, like most seasons, something big always has to happen before it, uh, and it's Giannis Antetokounmpo becoming the richest man in the sport of basketball. So Cole, you're the Bucks boy. Initial takes on it. Go. Oh, um, I'm, I wasn't really surprised. I'm shocked it came this early. Um, when we saw, when I saw it, uh, it was, it was kind of like that flash on the timeline. I think Shams had it. Uh, I kind of read it and I was like, my first thought was like excitement. And then I saw like 200, whatever was it? 28 million. I think that he signed for uh, making it the biggest supermax in history. Uh, that's crazy money. I'm just personally excited. Like, not only is it great for like the city of Milwaukee or great for the Bucks, I think it's great for the NBA. And I know like a lot of people are saying it's like not all, not every small market guy is going to do this or not every um, like Atlanta or Denver or like mid market teams are going to retain their stars. But like you look at the player empowerment area that we live in, you know, who did we, who did they watch kind of growing up a little bit? Some of these younger guys, they watched LeBron leave from Cleveland to Miami and then go back to Cleveland. Like he watched some of these guys. The only loyalty that we really saw was Kobe with LA and Dirk with the Mavericks. You saw Garnett want to switch teams. You saw Ray Allen bounce everywhere. So I think this is setting, this is going to set a trend for future NBA where loyalty kind of will remain. May, will reign supreme and I'm, I'm excited to see that for uh, as an nba fan yeah oh, the kind of takes takes away like i understand you're obviously excited you're a you're a bucks fan and i'd be excited too if my franchise star resigned for another five years but what you said about like the loyalty and stuff i don't know i feel like the nba is just kind of like built differently from all the other leagues like that's what sets their offseason apart from everyone else from everyone else's is just that how how anybody can be going anywhere like kevin durant leaving to go to the to the warriors which was wild a few few years ago and then going to brooklyn and like even lebron when he went to the lakers and and the heat 
No, I agree. It's just I, I it's more of a hope for me when it, when you see Giannis do that. You know, you think like, oh, Trey Young's going to stay in Atlanta, Luca's going to stay in the Mavericks, and who knows? Maybe there's two years go by, their first round, second round exits, and then bang, he leaves. He requests a trade. Um, I know player empowerment's like the big thing in the NBA, but here's the hoping, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he's a good start off because we've got a lot of young talent coming in. Guys like Zion, Luca, uh, Jokic is there. Jamal Murray just signed a big max. Simmons signed a max. Like you see some of these younger guys that are staying with their teams. Obviously, we can get to Simmons in a minute with some of these trades that are going down, but or trade rumors, I should say. But I, I just, I don't know. I think it's a good trend for the NBA to get back to like parity almost. I wouldn't say parity, but not super teams getting created. So you, so you mentioned talking about, uh, like, well, obviously you get to Philly in a minute because there have been some rumors that have been speculating. Can I just say that I want to have a body like James Bar- like James Harden does right now? Like, dude, this man just does not give a single shit. And what's funny is that he could still come in and probably drop like 40 or 50 in a night. Somebody, I think it was the guy from It's Always Sunny. Let me, let me find it real quick. I mean, there, was, there, there was a tweet that Joey and I were trying to find and we couldn't find it, unfortunately, because it was on Joey's feed and we just kept scrolling and couldn't find it. Um, but it was something about Harden, uh, like the picture that was going all over socials. Uh, was this the tweet? It uh, was, it, it was, uh, uh, this, this guy will have the body of something then one day and the body of Rick Ross the next day. Yeah, I mean, like, that's pretty much, you know, what the best analogy is. There's not really a great analogy for that. Um, But, dude, it's really weird. Um, The fact that we even – I was surprised that he even showed up to camp. I honestly thought that a guy with his, you know, mentality and a guy with, you know, his attitude would basically just be like, screw it, trade me. I'm not reporting the camp, just trade me. But I guess – in my opinion, he probably wants to maybe try at least half a season of like going around with Houston. Then afterwards, he's just going to be like, you know what? I can't do this anymore. I want to go. That's that's why it's it's, it's ridiculous. I, I I am so off of his train. There wasn't a guy that was singing his praises more than uh, me at the beginning of the season last year. Um, I, I've always been a hardened guy. He scores. I'm a big fan of scoring. He's led teams that were not great to very, very high ceilings, you know. And then the moment he loses his best buddy, he loses his coach. Um, black coaches are uh, are widely represented in the NBA, believe it or not. There's not many of them that come to mind. Doc Rivers is is probably the one and only that comes to mind. So you get Steven Silas in there, a guy that has been in a lot of systems, a lot of different uh, assistant coaching roles throughout his career in the NBA. He steps into Houston and I, I'm excited. He's been around the NBA. He's got John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, who are both trying to rehab and they both look good in preseason. And I was excited to see what James Harden could bring to that table. And now he's just acting like a child. I don't know a better word for it. It's, it's, it frankly pisses me off because I'm not a Rockets guy. I know I'm a hardened guy, but it's hard to support a guy that won't support himself and that I don't think he really cares on how he looks to the Rockets anymore. I think he wants out of there in the worst way, and I think that's why we saw him come to that preseason game looking like freaking Homer Simpson. So, Rick Ross? Yeah, Rick that Ross. too. Rick Ross, yes, Rick <laughs> Ross. I mean, like, let's let's 
segue this into the Philly uh, to the Philly rumors uh, about apparently now having Ben Simmons be available. Obviously, it would be a package deal. It wouldn't be just one for one because, dear God, that would be a funny joke. But like, it, it, would that even be fair value? Even if you threw Ben Simmons into that mix, like I personally think, no. I think you would have to go. You'd have to probably do like a like a Paul George esque return if you're if you're if you're uh, Philly. I heard it. It was Ben Simmons, Matisse Thybul, the rookie last year that showed some promise and a couple picks. Um, I, I think personally, Ben Simmons is going to be a hotter commodity, uh, in the future. I think we've seen the best of Harden. I don't think we've seen the best of Simmons one. I, I wouldn't do that if I was Philly for one, two, I want to create a team. And I think you get Daryl Morey, Doc Rivers in there. You're starting to create a team vibe. You got Seth Curry, you got some shooters around it. Now you're starting to build more of a complete team rather than just size. Like you had last year, I wouldn't trade Simmons. Um, I, I know Harden wants to be with Morey. Um, and if I was the Rockets, I wouldn't want Simmons. You would want to pair Ben Simmons and John Wall in a backcourt, and either can shoot. So I don't know. That's just my thoughts on the matter. I, I, I think the whole Harden rumors are stupid. I think he's going to go. I think he'll probably end up in Philly, much to our dismay. But I just I can't stand it. That's all. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks, especially once the season starts. Like what? In four days, five days. Starts on Wednesday. The Tuesday okay. or, or Tuesday, Tuesday, sorry. 22nd, sorry, sorry, sorry. the 22nd. Okay, I had the num- the correct number. I just didn't have the correct date. So I had to I yeah. had to mess something up. Um, but, uh, I mean, like, looking at the preseason, like, there hasn't really been that many stories. I mean, like, obviously, from, uh, aside from, like, you know, for me and Joey, like, we analyze every Raptors game like it's a playoff game now. And we just, you know, kind of, try and analyze how every situation is there hasn't been that many, like i'm trying to look i think atlanta's really uh looked good so far in the preseason which cole was right in the form of atlanta is going to do well this season top three seed i don't think so i never uh, said top three i think they'll be better than the raptors I, and celtics I that's know, all i'd say but but that's a top three seed i don't think it is i think it. i call me crazy I think the Celtics are going to fall out of the top five this year. Yeah, let's talk. I'm glad you mentioned it because I was just about to talk about that. What the, they look really like? I don't know if like maybe they're not trying as much. Like, Tatum, well, no, I yeah. one. I don't think the season matters to them. Yeah, I think it's a lot to ask out of like Tatum and Brown, who are still like really young and like finding their own in the NBA. And then, like, yeah, like, how long do you have, like, Kemba before, like, he starts to kind of struggle? Well, no, I, I wouldn't say struggle. He's just injury-prone, man. Yeah. Yeah, and well, have Good guard depth. Like, I think they picked up Jeff Teague. That's all they had, really. I was watching their game the other night, and I, it just doesn't impress me. That's all. No Hayward, I think that's a huge loss. Bigger than what it shows. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think anybody would, would give that contract, but, like, you know, it's still – something that like his his presence is going to be missed uh and then also like in terms of their big man depth like i don't know if like is tice the guy like he looked good they got tristan thompson in there too i mean which which tristan thompson getting it's just okay i mean you needed a body a big body to throw at people but yeah yeah, uh, but like the thing is, is like I, I still think like the top four from the East are still going to stay. Like I don't think that there are going to be any changes. Like you still have like the Bucks are going to be the Bucks. Um, 
two, I still think two could, I think two is going to be the Raptors still just because their core is basically mostly still intact aside from like the three, like the two, three names that have been lost over the last couple of years. Then I probably go Miami over Boston just because like, you know, Miami's got a little bit more superpower. Then it would go like Boston and like, I don't know. I don't know what, I think Atlanta squeaks in kind of like, I'd say, I'd say, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I feel like the Nets will probably fit in there somewhere if KD and Kyrie um, combine for a lot more points and really get that core together uh, to work with them really well. And I feel like they're going to be in that top four. Definitely not number one, but I feel like the four, the four team definitely could be definitely the Nets if they really want to work at that. Brooklyn, I don't think, will be number one just because they'll be resting Kyrie and KD a lot over over the course well, of the regular yeah. season, that's, but that's also, why I said, yeah. yeah, that's why. I yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I know, I know what you were saying, but like another thing though about about Brooklyn is like it's like we've seen, we've seen KD play one game and like he looks pretty good, but but not many basketball players, especially, have come back from from Achilles players and been like the same player. Like I was looking at the list of of NBA players who had Achilles injuries, the only one who really came back from it looking like himself was Kobe. Other than that, you have like you have like Rudy Gay, who's like not as dominant as he used to be after after he got the injury. Chauncey Billups was never the same. Um, yeah, but Boogie Chauncey Cousins. was like Cha- Chauncey was like mid thirties, man. Yeah, that's true too. But but big. still, like, like you know what? Like you don't see many big men that come back from it. Durant is he's seven foot. I don't care what the listings say. And I agree. I, I don't know if they play, but even if he's your corner Wait, shot, like no. Yeah, like, there's no shade at KD or anything. Like I'm, I'm rooting for him. Like I don't want to see him, see him struggle. But like, it's just like, this is like the, it's like the, the most important tendon in your body. You know, it's not like just like a broken hand or something. Oh, I agree. Yeah, I agree. And like, and a healthy KD is really good for for the sport in general, just because like you need to sell on your superstars. And like, yeah, you have your your Curry's, your LeBrons, you know, your Kawhis, all that. But like, if they're not playing. Then, like you know, what are you gonna what are you gonna sell to the to the general audience, especially like with Brooklyn? Like they went all out on these guys, and when considering they're gonna have, still have like minor, um, like they're gonna have minor, you know, uh, number of fans in the systems or in the systems in the stadiums. But I mean, you know, it's also gonna be like. <laughs> Not only are you going to have to deal with with COVID as a factor, but you're going to have to deal with people not being interested in the product. And if they don't have a healthy Kyrie or KD, like that's that's tough, man. Like that's that's really really tough. But like, you know, again, we don't know. Season hasn't started yet. Yeah, uh, we can end on this um, predictions for rookie of the year. Uh, not Lamelo. <laughs> uh, uh, I think. Yeah, would you think? No, I yeah. got James Wiseman. You think? Oh, I, I think I, it's I, gonna be Mal- Malachi Flynn. <laughs> it, it, it okay. I don't know if I don't. Well, I mean, like considering there's not gonna be uh, not gonna be like a, a minor, like a G League. Like you probably could have a taxi squad, most likely. I'm just. I'm. I'm. I'm by the way, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just kidding. I think I, I agree with uh, with Cole. I think it's gonna be Wiseman. Yeah. yeah. It's, you feel it's like, yeah. I'm gonna say, do you think Obi Toppin can really? He's he's definitely not gonna get it. But do you feel like he might be a 
idea of a contender. You know, like he's done kind of like kind of like the third man. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, he's he's actually done pretty well in the preseason so far. From what I, mean. I yes and no. Like Tibbs doesn't play rookies. Like I watched Tibbs with the Bulls for years and years. Um, I know it's gonna have to change because he's on a rebuilding team. But like the other problem is there is you have uh, Julius Randle who plays Kobe's position. So that's the one thing I'm a little concerned about for him. I, you're gonna be a little bigger if you go him and Randle on the floor, and if you start center with Mitchell Robinson. But I don't know. It'll be interesting because I I think he has the talent too. I know he was projected a little higher than what it was, but I, I just don't know. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's 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 go into this Kawhi story because it's really really interesting to me because it's been re- it's been rare that we've seen tampering allegations. I think it's more than allegations if you ask me. But like it's this is pretty big. And also like can I just. I just have like a, a theory. Is every single person named Jerry in professional sports just like a giant douche in terms of like getting stuff to go his way? No, like seriously, you no. have like no, I think I Jerry West is Jerry in the NHL. I've never seen a Jerry in the NHL do that. I don't think there's a Jerry. I don't think there is a Jerry in the NHL. Now that I think about it, is there? No. I'm trying to think, no, like I don't think there's like a there's not really much but like a douchebag owner. Who's trying to avoid? Right, but I, well, I mean, like we've seen, like I, I think we've seen tampering in, in all three. No, yeah. Of, Do you feel like or all oh, four? Who was who was the GM with the Coyotes? Oh, uh, it was John Chaika, but he's not. Uh, he's not GM. Well, uh, yeah. But, but when every when everything went down, yeah, it was. I think it was Sean Fitzgerald. No, not Sean Fitzgerald. Um, um, shit, I know this. Uh. Bill Armstrong, yes. Yeah, that's right. Um, I feel like he might be the Jerry, and it contradicts to the story. I think it was also that in Florida. Like, there was a lot going on in Florida. But, like, going back yeah. to the whole um, – going back to all of the, the stuff around this Jerry West saga, it's really interesting. And, like, I think, to be completely honest, like, it's, it's not looking good for the Clippers and – if anything, I would say they came out of last season worse than uh, than you know going into the seasons when they didn't get Kawhi and, and, and Paul George. If this scandal is true, what do you think would be the penalties for it besides like an obvious fine? Because it's kind of the go-to. Yeah. I well, think- I'm- go ahead. the Bucks have been no no uh, not. A stranger to tampering. They did it with uh, Bogdanovich, and that's what kind of happened. They lost a, a pick. Uh, the Lakers did it with Giannis too when Magic Johnson ran him. So I mean, I think their I think their penalties were picked. I granted, I saw this one was a little more serious than usual, but uh, I just I don't know. Like I, you look at the NBA, the NBA you can call it corrupt. You can call it it's. It, I don't want to call it fixed, but there are instances where it, it seems fixed, doesn't it? Like. Lakers win it all after Kobe's death. Like, I, I don't know. Clippers, I, I'm not saying any of that. I'm not making allegations of that way. But, like, there's there's instances there can be a case to be made. I don't think anything is going to come out of this, Matt. I think it's just a blurb on the timeline because everything's coming up for the Clippers real, or NBA real soon. Um, now, I might be wrong, uh, but I think what was more uh, concerning with the Clippers, I don't know if you guys saw the athletic article with them. 
Yeah, I read it. It's, uh, which, it's, it's definitely which one was it again? Read. It was the one of... Uh, I can't remember who wrote it off the top of you my know, head. I don't know who wrote it, but it was about how Kawhi got preferential treatment. And like he was talking like weird to some of the co-workers. Oh, okay. And uh, how none of the guys on the team were a huge fan. Stuff like that. So it's... They're definitely under the public eye right now. I know a lot of people were very quick to judge them and hate on them after their loss. But I, I know we were all big fans of it too. But coming into this year, I think no one has more pressure. I know Giannis just signed that big Supermax, but I'm just going to say this right now. I think no one is m- under more pressure than Kawhi and the Clippers this year. Yeah, I mean, the pressure's definitely... Uh... It's definitely going to be on them. And I think, like, if they don't win a ring within the next year or two, like, this is going to go down as one of the yeah. biggest failures. I'd say, well, definitely, I'd say definitely bigger than the, the OKC Super Team in the mid two thousand or early to mid 2000s. Yeah. Um, bigger than the, um, the Nets. Uh, didn't they trade for Kevin Garnett at some point? <laughs> Like him and Paul Pierce, him and Paul Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know because like I I would say it's a failure for the Clippers, but I wouldn't say it's a failure for the NBA because that Paul George trade, just him forcing his hand, you can say what you want. That's the first time I've ever seen that where he's like, I want to get traded and I want to get traded here. I've never seen that. Um, And I think you're going to start seeing a little bit more of that. You're starting to see a little bit with Harden right now. So it's pretty interesting. I think it's a, it's obviously a loss for the Clippers if nothing comes out of it. But I think it's a win for the NBA and player empowerment. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, there really isn't that much else to, to go on about just because, like, there's a whole lot of speculation with, like, just the season going yeah. on. Um, there's not a whole lot of concrete things that are happening. I don't think anybody's really turned heads. Uh, I'm sorry that uh, LaMelo Ball was not looking that good. Um, And the fact that OG and Anobi basically just made him his boy. Um, But, I mean, like, I don't know. Again, preseason doesn't really matter. We shouldn't, like, overanalyze this. And there's still a lot to to do, especially once we go into Tuesday. So far, he's reminded me of his brother. Has a weird jump shot, but can pass the ball like extremely well. He can yes. he can really dish it out. Indeed, yes. Um, now let's also- think, here's a question that we can ship off NBA. I just on Lamelo Ball. If Lonzo was in the draft. Would you draft him before, right where Lamelo was picked, or after Lamelo this year? After. Wait. So if we draft. So Lonzo Ball was a rookie coming into this year. So if he was in the same draft draft class as his brother? Would you draft in the same spot before or after? So third overall? Um, Um, I think I'd say say LaMelo first. I think LaMelo is the more skilled of them. I think Lonzo is going to have more of a role, though. Well, for now. Well, no, I just like like LaMelo is... He's coach's kid. Like everything I watch, like he gets the ball all the time. He's not that great, but you see flashes. Like he's like, he's like prototypical coach's kid for me. And I think Lonzo, he plays defense. He can pass a little bit. I don't know. I I think he's got more of a a promise. That's all I'll say. 
Indeed. There's definitely, I think, yeah, like Alonzo is definitely a lot better, but I mean, it's not looking good for, for Pops there. Lavar's not looking too too hot there. Yeah. Especially now that MJ is basically going to be running the team that his boy's on. I can just ima- oh, imagine the contract negotiations. Oh, they need to have Jesus. They need to have a pay-per-view just like one-on-one. Oh yeah. Yeah, we um, talked about this. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely think they need that and also like put a camera in the room while they discuss contracts. I want to see that. Like just literally two guys just like f-bombing each other. <laughs> yeah, I have like, one more genius. I have one more thing about the NBA. Um, how long do you think it's going to take for the um, uh, Pelicans to become not the we not the big super team, but the team that everyone want, everyone was saying this is where Zion and Lonzo Ball will definitely become part of that big chemistry that really will turn around for the Pelicans. And Ingram too. And Ingram too. I, right? I, I like him, but I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they. Uh, yeah, I don't know who who goes down for them to make the playoffs because the Suns are taking us a, a spot from somebody. The Warriors are taking a spot from somebody. Like I don't care yeah. what like Steph Curry, Stephen, Steph, uh, Steve Kerr, James Wiseman, Oubre is not bad. Like they're gonna take a spot too. Who mm-hmm. can forget that boy, Andrew Wiggins? And yeah, I mean, he, I know he's. If Andrew Wiggins like gives a shit, he'd be such a good player. He's not. He's not a bad player. He just gives empty numbers, man. I don't know. I don't know how to explain that, but I know he's like, the Phil Kessel of basketball. Offensive numbers, just like he just doesn't care about defense. So you, what you're telling me is that he's the Phil Kessel of basketball. Yes, yeah, like he's not. Like he's not an efficient player by any means necessary. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm buying a Wiggins jersey tomorrow. Um, I want. I want a fun little. Uh, Fun little game here. I think it might have changed last year. All right, what's what's this game entail? Do we have Who to bet think money? Has averaged more points so points per game over their career. Andrew Wiggins or Kawhi Leonard? Kawhi. Kawhi. More points for points. Yes. I'm gonna say Andrew. Andrew Wiggins. Joey's right. Andrew, Andrew Wiggins has averaged more. Oh game in his career than Kawhi. Because when Kawhi came up, he didn't average over 15 till his fourth year in the NBA. But he's got two rings. I know. In two different countries. That's impressive. I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it's more to say say Wiggins is not like he shoots 45% from the field too. Like he's just had, I just had to remind, I just had to remind the floor. It's, 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 it's the lack of effort on the defensive side that, it's, that, it's like he just, gets his he criticism just loses it too. Is what he just kind of like loses focus too. Like I don't yeah. word, uh, like the uh, thing is he's still like what only like like twenty four. He can still yeah. like he can still have like a solid career and like pick up if he just picks up his defensive game. If he just tried, if you do the thing and you do right and you don't mess up. Then you're gonna be good. Yeah, that's what every exactly. analyst will tell you. <laughs> um, so speaking of stuff that are doing right, uh, let's talk about the fun stuff, which is let's go to football because there are some stories here. Um, let's let's start off by saying that uh, so far in the NFC tank, uh, East Tank Bowl, Joey is winning uh, with the Washington Football Team winning four of their last five. In pretty convincing fashion, uh, four um, straight. Could just four said. straight. 
and two of them were basically blowouts. The last two were more close, but I mean, you know, when you're playing defensively, you're not really looking to score more on the on the score sheet. Um, I'm just trying to think here. Like, there's there's a couple. Well, I mean, let's talk. Well, I know, I know that, uh, Cole has been praising the Eagles in uh Yeah, he's been like, chat. he's going on and on about how. The yeah, Luke, are Luke hasn't been too happy going. about it. The Eagles are the best team. No, they're not. I don't Jalen Hurts. Okay. Just because now, Well, let's say this. They are the best team on paper. Yes, paper. Dude, they just beat the best team in the NFL. And since and when Jalen Hurts came in against Wait. the Packers, they also. Wait, are you just say that the same last week? week? Wait, 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 wait. wait. Are you going to huh? say that the Saints are better than the... What, no, the, the Chiefs. Like the it's the I know. Chiefs world the, and everyone's said, winning I should have said one of the best teams in the NFL. Top th- top three. My mistake. Are the Steelers in the top three? Never mind. No. Uh, it's, no, it's, no. It's, I die first. <laughs> but no. It's Saints, Chiefs... It's uh, No, it's pa- it's uh, Chiefs, Saints, Packers. That's that's my list. Yeah. You guys want to hear something? Cole stat of the week. Uh Oh. oh, boy, what's this? All right, show us analytics, boy. That's not really I'm analytics. From, I'm but... from Toronto. I know what analytics Hold are. Hold on, I want to hear. I want to hear. I want to hear Cole and Luke go back and forth. Okay, yes, it, yeah. Hold yeah, on. Gonna, you, you two go fight. Since okay, Jalen Hurts has been in playing for the Eagles, the Eagles have outscored their opponents 13, uh, 37, 37 to 24. 24. And that was the Packers and the Saints. They have the Cardinals, Cowboys, and Washington coming up. I don't feel like I'm wrong by saying I think the Eagles can beat the Cardinals and the Cowboys. I don't think I'm wrong by saying I think Washington will go one and one in the next two weeks. And I don't think I'm wrong when I say that game on January 3rd between Washington and Eagles, Joey, you said it should be flexed to Sunday Night Football because it will be for the division. And I don't think I'm wrong when I say when Doug Peterson took that tie earlier in the year against the Bengals, it's going to prove pivotal to them winning the division. If they win the division because of a tie, that would be so stupid. It would be horribly 2020, but I think that's the same reason why they're going to win. That would make the season. That would literally make the season. Okay, here's my argument about Jalen Hurts. He is a good rookie. The thing is, the Eagles have lost a lot of of players due to injury this year, if I'm correct. The thing is, you lost some of those wide receivers. You you lost that last several games because we all saw how bad Carson Wentz was. If their strength of schedule continues to basically derail them in those final few games, and if if their defense, since we know how bad their defense is, well, aside from last week against Saints, if their defense continues to play poorly, and Jalen Hurts is the only player on the team that's bailing them out, they are not going to win the division. I'm. I know I shouldn't be saying. I know I shouldn't be talking. I mean. I mean. Excuse me. I know I shouldn't be praising Washington because they're in the lead right now. But I don't care. Washington's playing a lot better defensively, and they have every right to win the division for their safety. And they're doing everything. The Eagles have no defense at all, and are relying on only one single player to do everything aside from their two running backs. But that's about it. If it's it's only Jalen Hurts, nobody else on that team will be able to help him out. That's my argument. It's not because they're good. It's because of how te- it's because of how terrible the defense is and how the past couple of games they just get lucky. I I do agree oh, with I do agree with with Luke in the sense that like 
I don't think that they will. Like their offense has for sure gotten a lot better because I don't know what happened with Carson Wentz this year. But yeah, like I I just don't think their their defense is like necessarily that great. Like if you if you go by the term, their defense is top ten in passing defense. Yeah, but I think yeah, but Washington's is what top. No, three I, oh no, league. I know. I just think yeah. if you were to if you were to stack it up with Hertz under center, I think the Eagles are probably the best. Looking at this, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to take off my my Washington football hat here. They make Looking, hats. Um, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I'm I'm going to try to look at this without being a Washington football team fan. I think that the Eagles with Jalen Hurts this season are a better team than the Giants, just because they're they have. They do have like kind of comparable defenses. I do think that the pass rush on the Giants is better, but it's just like, but that offense just brings them over the top with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I get it. I get, it. dude. I I correct me if I'm wrong, Joey, but I don't think saying Jalen Hurts being a better quarterback and bringing more to the table than Alex Smith is a questionable state. I don't think that is right. No, but the thing is, Washington doesn't really need Alex Smith to be putting up like three hundred yards, right. three touchdowns a game. They I just know. don't know. They just, just just literally just don't turn the ball over, and he's the perfect quarterback for that. I know, but I just think looking at their up chart right now, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Deshaun Jackson's on IR. Jason Peters is on IR. He's been a Pro Bowl guard for the past few years. Nathan Jerry is on IR. Their safety. Darius Slay has been in and out of games all year. Rodney McLeod's on IR. Craven LeBlanc is on IR. I don't think under Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders as their one-two punch, I don't think they're – I think it's their division to lose for the next few years. I know it's been a up and down with them, but I think they can – if, I'm going to say this right now. Even if they don't make the playoffs, if they do make the playoffs, they're going to be a first-round flame out. I firmly believe that. But if they don't make the playoffs, they're going to be like, oh, wow, the Eagles were 3-1 and one in their last four games. Watch out for them next year. They got a young quarterback. Their defense is getting healthy. Like, they're going to be that team. So here's, gonna- here's the thing. I've been saying for a long time, Washington is just crazy. Consistency at the quarterback position away from being from being a legitimate contender with the defense that they have and the weapons they have on offense with Antonio Gibson and Terry McLaurin. I think they're consistency at the position away. What if they what if the Eagles release Wentz or they trade him to Washington? I mean hot, hot take, I think Stafford's going to Washington, and I'll just leave it at that. Oh, I would I, I would be happier than a pig and shit. Yes. Um uh, yeah. so, I wanted this go ahead. No no no. I, I, I was losing my train of thought. Okay. I couldn't think of anything. Sorry. Okay. I just want to discuss my team for a second and pretty much just as exemplify what went wrong against the Cardinals. I feel like you don't start Daniel Jones unless he's 100% healthy. And I feel like if he's not healthy, the whole team takes that one giant hit. And that's what you saw 
on that Sunday against the Cardinals. We couldn't even throw we could throw the we couldn't even throw the ball to any of our receivers. Um pretty much every single time we asked the offensive line to try to help Danny to at least try to do some the making decision, just Hassan Vatic just keeps coming in and he keeps sacking them. It just got extremely annoying per se. And I feel like the defense they did okay despite giving up that same amount of points. It has the same problem I just said. And now you lose DJ, and that's going to be really tough for our offense because now we have to start Cole McCoy. And, and, yeah, he did fine against the Seahawks, but this is a Browns team that, in all honesty, their defense has actually been pretty good. And in our defense, we just lost um, James Bradbury to COVID. Thanks, thanks, like, really. Yeah, and now we're having... Um, uh, now we have to figure out how to stop Jarvis Landry and Baker Mayfield. We got to do all that to figure out how we got to do that. On so I feel like this team definitely would um, be great. Um, I feel like they could work out some sort of plan even without James there. I feel like um, there's a lot more to be. Um, I, I won't say we we I wouldn't say we lost. So the yeah can't even speak yeah. Um, I haven't said that we haven't. Um, basically won the East at this point. We have it we're probably not going to. But I'm not saying all hope is lost as of yet. There's still a chance. There's still basically a chance we can work out our problems and just because we have to face the Browns and then we face the Ravens next week, I believe. So there's still a chance, but Washington has had to lose once. And if Washington loses once and we somehow beat the Browns, it's our division to control again. So that's, that's I'm not a saying, big ask this for for the Giants to go two and zero against the Browns and Ravens right now. I don't think anybody's going to beat the Browns, dude. Okay, no, 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 I'm I'm so glad that you guys brought up those two teams because we need to talk about that game that happened on Monday. The, the shit bowl. Oh, yeah. Shit bowl. Yes. No. Um, no. No. The shit bowl. It's the shit bowl. Um. So um, I think this was probably one of the best football games within the last like what. Probably seat, since like, the Chiefs and Rams. Regular, yeah, since that Chiefs and Rams game from two years ago, was it? Yeah, exactly. Was like, this was just, yeah, it was the one where it was just ball, full out balls to the wall, everyone scoring points, points everywhere. Yeah, exactly. And like, it was dramatic. It was like, it was, it like, you rarely see, especially like, obviously, right now, given the climate, which we will try and not talk about all the time. Um, but like, you rarely see like those dramatic games where like you kind of like put real life on hold like this was a perfect example of it and also like a man left the game like to allegedly to allegedly drop a deuce and he still came back and won his team the game he took the Browns to the super bowl matt you can just call it what it is (laughs) did he though (laughs) he 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 took the browns i think i tweeted at joey that night he took the browns from the super bowl and then took the super bowl from the browns (laughs) Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, there was no defense in that game whatsoever, especially on those last couple of drives. Like, no so one could stop anybody. What you're saying is that he clinched the game with his anus. Like, yeah, I asked this question. Clench. Yeah. I want to ask the same question, and everyone told me the same answer. Why didn't the Browns ice Justin Tucker? I know he's good. I know he's really, really good. The thing is that it's a strategy. It, it's supposed to be a strategy. I seen Justin Tucker couldn't make another chance that he misses. And the Browns literally had two timeouts. I don't think I don't think that that's making a difference. That that makes a difference maybe like once out of every ten times and you're doing it with the best kicker in NFL history, probably. Allegedly. You guys want to hear something cool and bring in baseball? 
Absolutely. Go for it. Bo Bichette just was on a the big swing. Oh, oh, wait, wait. Okay, no. wait, wait. Well, we'll give, give that two more minutes. Two more minutes. Two more minutes. Okay. We got, we got, okay, I want to ask who's more of a fraud. The Patriots before this uh, the game on uh, Sunday night or the Titans? I think it's obviously the Titans. I don't think oh. the Titans are bad. I no, they're think, not. I think that they're not they as good as their record yeah. shows. They just, they, they just can't the rely on Derrick Henry to bail them out every single time. They have to rely on their other receivers. Have you not heard the Ryan Tannehill statistics, Luke? No. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is legit. He's a certified bull. And he's healthy. And they have the Lions, Packers, and Texans. Right now, one of the easiest I think, lineups. I think the Packers' run defense is one of the worst in the NFL, and they're going to get exposed in the playoffs. But you didn't hear it from me. I live in Milwaukee. They had one, they the they good had land of bad games. I'll, I'll say it. I'll, I'll, don't, don't worry, Cole. I'll say it. If they run into Washington in the playoffs, Antonio Gibson will run all over them. I think they're. I think they're soft as baby shit. I really do. Rodgers bails them out for a lot. Hey, baby, baby shit could be pretty, like you know, tight. I digress, but they go Lions, Packers, Texans. That sounds like two wins, maybe three, because I don't think the Packers won the North. I know they're battling for the one seed, but they don't really have to play anybody. Uh, I don't think they do because they're, they're, they're going to have at least a two seed. Now they're looking at the Colts. The Colts have the Texans, Steelers, and Jaguars. That also sounds two and one, unless Deshaun Watson has some magic. So I, I think the only way... I think the team that wins the NFC or the AFC South, excuse me, is going to make more of a statement in the playoffs. The team that gets in in a wild card, whether it be Colts or Titans, is the one that I think is a fraud. I just can't tell which because I don't like Phillip Rivers, but I don't like the Titans defense. So, like, there's I'm torn. I'm torn. You're torn between turd sandwich and, and whatever yes. the other whatever the I other I have to root for an AFC defender. I'm, I'm glad it's the Bills because the Bills are actually amazing this year. I can't even deny how awesome they are. I don't want the Bills to win the Super Bowl this year though because that would just be really unfortunate for the fan base. Dude, I dude. That would literally make everybody cry more because they can't enjoy Drinking it. all the tails, man. <laughs> <Poor> tails. <laughs> Broncos, Patriots, Dolphins. Do you guys think that also... My roommate's a big Dolphins fan, so I have to ask this question. Do, the Dolph- do you think the Dolphins are going to make the playoffs? Mm, maybe as a wild card. But I mean, the wild not, card. Maybe, 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 maybe. They've been playing some good football, man. I mean, yeah. I, from what oh, I'm, man. The Raiders just lost Derek Carr, so that's like in the game they're playing. Yeah. No, we, I said, I said, did he have to go poop again and he's going to come out? But no, he, he was limping. Yeah, he's okay. yeah, he like, was, yeah. like you look at like the Ravens have the same record as them, and the Ravens are playing. Some, like I, I don't want to play the Ravens right now. They played mad that game against the Browns. Yeah, they were pretty good. They were pretty. And good. And, and no, no, uh, no, no sweat here, Luke. But they go Jaguars, Giants, Bengals. I mean, <laughs> I mean, really easy. I just think that if once we get um, James Badway back. Um, the game after the bounds. It's. I feel like it's. The, the I understand. I, just, I have I, a. I, I have a question for for y'all that I'll throw to the floor because this is something I've been thinking about. Uh, Whoever wins the NFC East, whether it be the Eagles, Giants, or Washington, they play. Uh, um, the the chances are they're either going to play the Cardinals, 
the Seahawks or the Bucks? I have my answer. Who? Who? I'd want to play the Cardinals. You'd want I to feel play like the Cardinals. I, I'd say Seahawks. I feel like we beat the Seahawks once. We know what. We know how to play against them because you saw in that game that defense couldn't. The defense was able to go after Buster Wilson and DK Metcalf. They were able to, at the very least, get them to at least a couple of, yeah, to a couple of um plays. I feel comfortable if I was the Giants. I, I would definitely say the Seahawks because did uh yeah. If you beat the Seahawks, uh, Joey, that actually that actually could be your answer because the Seahawks are not that great this season, even with Russell Wilson. Um, well, their the thing is they don't have an offensive line at all, but Russell Wilson scares me. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. Like if, if you're if you're just picking based off of quarterbacks, it's Russell Wilson, Tom Brady, or Kyler Murray. I know Tom Brady has been hit or miss this year, but it's playoffs, man. I give me Kyler. See, Murray. see, uh, see. This is this is this is a hot take. I want if Washington wins a division. I want I want the Bucks. I want the Bucks because of the way our defensive line is. Um, both Kyler Murray and and Russell Wilson are two of the best quarterbacks in the league at evading pressure and are able to to scramble and make plays by themselves, even though their offensive lines can't really help them. Tom Brady's a statue. I know, but quick passes. He'll just kill you with, like, Scotty Miller at, like, 150 yards. Like, you, like I just... I think something's going to change there, and I think we're going to see it this week. They play Atlanta, and that's like an easy, like, get right game because their defense sucks. And I think everyone's be like, holy cow, the Bucks are starting to figure it out. You know, like Brady's going to throw for 400 yards and three touchdowns. Like, it's just, I, I, I can't, I'm not going to, it's the thing, I do the same thing with Brady as I do LeBron. I'm not going to count him out till I see him out. You know what I'm saying? So I, yeah, I, the thing I'm with saying the, is he didn't look so hot in the playoffs last year. Oh, I know. I know. And they also and, and they got ran all over and it was a mess. But the Cardinals are a Hail Mary away from being six in their last seven games. Yeah. Yeah. No, one and six in their last seven games. Oh, yeah. Eagles, Niners and Rams. You guys know how I feel about the Eagles, but like I don't see a win there for them. I'm sorry. I just don't like I like the Niners, maybe, but. The Niners are a tough team to grasp right now. They are literally like, their defense is I still mean, like yeah. sneaky good and can steal and can like steal a win, but everything else is just meh. No one really. Okay, no they one are the leapier team. Yeah, <laughs> this drives me crazy that we couldn't beat their backups, but apparently all you need is Chase Young and you're guaranteed to win. I guess. Oh, I just I think. Thanks for uh, letting. Th- thanks for winning that game last season. By the way, I, I, it was for sticking honor. We needed. We needed that. We needed the offensive tackle anyway. I think. I think one of the Vikings. My hot take of the week is one of the Vikings or Bears will get in over the Cardinals. Yeah. Um. I just don't like the Cardinals. That's all. I don't mind them. I know I I'd like them as a team. I just don't think they're gonna make any noise. I would oh, I would yeah. love I would love for for Washington if they hold on to the division. I would love for them to play to play the Vikings and have the Kirk Cousins revenge game. Oh yikes! That would be uh, or just yeah. or just <laughs> Wash Chicago would just be a shithole of a game. By the way, <laughs> oh, final score would be would be like nine to six, all field goals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Literally, field goal misses the game. Just like elite defenses going at it with like subpar yeah. offenses. 
Yeah. Right, right, right. So, but Cole mentioned it earlier. Baseball tampering. Heck yeah. I wouldn't call it tampering. I'd call it preference. Oh, there's been all kinds from this from the Blue Jays this offseason. I'll be the first to admit it. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? It was Randall Gertrude. He went on a radio show. Yeah, it was, Randall, it was Randall Gritchick. And said, man, um, the best Christmas gift would be Trevor Bauer. <laughs> yeah, now, and Bob no. was just singing LeMayhew's praises. Mm-hmm. He was, he's he's only saying that because he's saying he's a good hitter. He doesn't, he's not trying to say, we want we want DJ LeMayhew to come to us. No, he said it'd be an awesome pairing up the middle. I just read the quote. We, uh, I think, hey, I'm, I'm we, we're teaching our young, our young, uh, young players right. They know what to do. He said, Bo says DJ is probably the number one guy I'd want to play with in the league. <laughs> I think, okay, 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 wait, 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 wait. I have a theory here. You sign DJ LeMahieu, but you put him at first base. Because. No. 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 Let me hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. You don't move Biggio. You keep Biggio at second. You keep Bichette at short. Thick Vladdy is your new third baseman. To stay. Well, he lost weight one, but he's looking good now. He looks like the reverse James Harden. Yeah. Oh, boy. (laughs) So, therefore, he's playing third base. Honestly, Vladdy's best weapon on defense, too, is his arm. So, it makes it it didn't really make complete sense to put him at first base, other than the fact that he probably didn't have to be as mobile, but he shed like what, 50 pounds? Yeah. Or, and here's the unheard of solution you do both you know you end up having both switch depending on the game you can have dj play third one game you can have laddie play third one game Vice the versa for first but dj exactly. can't play third we've never tried we never tried dj at third do you think Nolan arenado is going to go to the mats no, no, no. I feel like the Rockies are that wouldn't be that stupid to give something up, to give to give Nolan Arenado up. Knowing Counterpoint. I think if they are. They gave up one, on the Mayhew. If it's <laughs> one, if it's if it's one of uh, Nemo Story or Arenado moving, it's going to be Arenado first, just because Arenado is cheaper. And yeah, DJ played third when he was with Colorado, so like he, it's yeah. no. Like, he didn't start playing first until he came to the eight at least. So the fact is, is that he's more than comfortable playing all three positions. And in reality, the Jays can put him at all three positions if they need to. So if anything, it's a perfect fit. I think it's a – Yeah. Now, I this offseason – this offseason is so weird because – Basically, no signings have happened. The winter well, meetings have come and gone. Well, there's there's reasons for that because yeah, and, like and yes. the New York Yankees keep re- letting re- good relievers go. Sorry. And, and it it, it's, no, it feels like it's between it, okay. it feels hold like it. it's between the the Blue Jays and Mets as to who's going to get the most players because both teams are just linked to everybody. Hey, hold on now, hold on. Don't slander my Red Sox, and we'll get there. Uh, but I think, all right, oops. all right. Okay. So like Let the thing. Me. Like the thing is, is like obviously, obviously, there's there's uncertainty of when the season's going to start, which is going to be resolved just because baseball always figures it out, no matter how much backlash they get. This one at least is more of a legitimate like argument because like you could start in May, but you could also start in April. Like this is that. Are we going to play 145? Are we going to play 162? You know, are people going to be able to play in their home ballparks? How many fans could be in the in the stands? Like. The, the the benefit of them is that they have time. And I think what we're going to see is a lot of the players are going to take their time and they're going to take this into the new year. 
the Blue Jays uh, also don't know if they're going to be able to play in Toronto. Yeah. And if, you know, you could definitely sell that one of two ways. Um, you know, I'm sure more fans would be more inclined to playing at the Sky Dome than playing in Buffalo just because it's an MLB stadium compared to a It's also a. Buffalo. That too. Um, you guys ever been to Buffalo? I've uh, been, I did. I, I had it. No, I did. I, no, actually, I only did. I went there because of the um, uh, the name is um, the name is driving me nuts. No, um, no, no, no. The uh, no, not a team. No, I didn't go for sports game. I, I went for Niagara Falls. Oh yes, yeah. Um, yeah, basically, wait, yeah. Thing. Buffalo, not the best city. <laughs> No, no offense, but like, sorry, y'all are y'all are kind of boring. Um, and also, like, I think, like, they're in on everybody. Like, this team's literally like, and, and this isn't just a one year thing. It's literally been like what three years now, Joey, that we've been linked to every big name. Or they, like, I remember like not so much first, last year. Last year was just Ryu, and that was it. Well, they checked in on Garrett Cole. Oh yeah, and they and they apparently checked in on uh, on Harper too. But just like exactly, I don't so like, think it was anything big. It was just, it was just, hey, how's it going? Okay, cool, that's it. Hey, how's it going? You want two hundred something million? Nope, never mind. Bye. And like that's fair. I think one of DJ, one of DJ Springer or um, Bauer would make me really happy. If I were to go and rank them, I'd probably go DJ, then Bauer, then Springer. I don't think Springer. I, I, I Springer's a mad. Springer's yeah. a Matt. Springer's a Matt. Springer's a Matt. Blue Jays. I think I so do we, think the Blue Jays make a trade for Lindor just because there's familiarity there with the front office and Lindor. I mean, and I there wasn't we, really that much of a familiarity there though. Like it, it was more when they left in in 2016. Uh, or in 2015, really, in summer 2015. Like, no, it was, it was 20, it was between the 2016 and 2017 seasons. No, no, Shapiro joined. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, it was 2015. Yeah, yeah. It was, was in his last year. Yeah. And everyone yeah. was like, oh, he's going to re up now. And then he ended up leaving because he didn't. Well, they did draft him door. Right. So, I mean, like, they have some familiarity there and, like, some development with, uh, with Ross Atkins and whatnot. So, like, there's definitely a fit. But like I don't know, man. Like I, I'm very like cautiously optimistic that that will happen. But like I, I don't know. I said Lindor to the Blues because don't the Blues need a shortstop? They do, but what assets do you have to give? Like they threw all their assets on Christian Yelich, and that's really about it. The Blue Jays can like put a package together of like Guriel Jr. and some prospects. I think to be honest, like Alejandro Gurriel- Kirk. Yeah, Guriel, Kirk, and like maybe another arm, or maybe even like a McGuire, because like Cleveland needs catching. Like their catching is like what Roberto yeah. Perez. Like at least McGuire is like is a serviceable backup. Exactly. Like that, and, you, and you look at and that like, the guy that got caught that got caught jerking off in Florida. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Cole, I know you would want to get him on your team, but like, yeah, like I, no, I don't know. The, <laughs> the trade the trade makes sense for Cleveland to do. It's just they need to figure out what else are people going to offer on the market. And, like, I look at all the other teams that were linked to him. I'm trying – like, the Phillies will won, but, like, I don't think that works because, like, you're basically just kind of throwing another – 
you know, another asset to go with your strength instead of your weakness. Um, like there was another team. That I, I think we said the angels at one point. I think, did you say the angels Cole, or am I forgetting? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that works. I think because, story and Arenado. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think that's, I think the only way I see Lindor leaving is if he goes to the blue Jays for one, the Mets for two, the Phillies maybe as like a three or no, I'm going to move Phil. I'm going to move Philly down. I'm going to say either one of the Reds or Cardinals could probably pull a deal off to get him. I mean, Reds would be pretty spicy. I, I would want, I would want the Reds to do it just cause like, I want to get a ring. Yeah. I see. I see if like snow goes to the Phillies because the Phillies desperately need a starting pitcher. Bullpen, man. Yeah, they would need more bullpen. I mean, I know what you're. I I get what you're saying, but like, I don't know if you'd want to go second fiddle behind uh, behind a guy like Aaron Nola. I think he would probably want to be like an ace. And like, if you want to be an ace, I mean, there are a lot of teams you could. I think the Angels would should call the Rays up like as we're speaking right now. And obviously when this goes up, they should still be calling. Um, I think I'm trying to think about what the twins. Red <laughs> that would be okay. I, I get where you're going with this, but it's a divisional rival. So no, I know. Give me I your just, spicy, give me your spiciest take about what it would take. For the Red Sox. And, and yes. And also is if Alex Verdugo or Andrew Benintendi are not in that trade, it's not worth it. <laughs> One of those two. What about Devers? <clears throat> That's I think I think you need Benintendi. Yeah, you would need you would need Benintendi. Well, I, I mean, think like, Devers is better than both of those. I think you're right in the form of his bat, and I think like if you because look at, they have Michael Chavez, Bobby Dahlbeck, like they have guys that can like fill that hole. Yes, but also you need to look at the fact that like the Rays have so many like players. That again, like we talked before about versatility, they have a lot of versatility. Like, like Lowe could play in the outfield if they need him, and third, um, Yandy Diaz I think can play in the outfield too. Um, and I know, like, and I know, like the Red Sox got Hunter Renfro, which like completely went under the radar. I guess like he probably just wants to, but he kills left handies. Yeah, and I think that's actually a really good uh, deal for him, just because like a lot of the lefties that are going to be pitching in the AL East, like Snell, if he stays, um, like Ryu, like I'm trying to think of another lefty. I don't think there's really that many. uh, Paxton stays. Perhaps, Perhaps not. Well, I, I think know. the Red Sox are, are silently going to become a World Series t- contender. You're going to look around, and be like, "Oh shit, they got that guy! Oh wow, they got that guy!" Like, yeah, like it's one of those things where the Red, the Red Sox had two really shitty seasons after they had like it's like the World Series hangover. You win the World Series, then you kind of suck afterwards, unless your name is it's unless your names are the Houston Astros or the well, I mean the Nationals had it this year, um, but like even. Even still, like I still think like Boston's quite like if Boston gets another arm, like okay, you have like Mark Jake Odorizzi. That would be really good if they get Jake Odorizzi. I would like that if they have like like Eovaldi's still pretty decent. Um, Martin Perez. What Rodriguez is coming back? Chris Sale is going to be back. You get like a yeah, you're going to have Sale back. Depth options, like dude, I'm telling you right now, that team's going to be dangerous. Yeah, I honestly think, yeah. like, looking at the Red Sox core, the only thing that they're really missing is, like, a 
probably a power bat at first. And I mean, second's not, you could do a lot worse than Jose Peraza. Um, Chavis. Yeah. I mean, but like, and there's a lot of first basemen, I think like, like Carlos Santana's would have been the name that I would have signed if I was Boston, but I mean, Kansas city got him and that makes sense because they need, they need more bats, especially when, it, and also you can put him a catcher with, uh, with Salvador Perez, which dear God, that name is so weird. It's very, so very weird. Um, I guess like to kind of go off about this out of all of the teams in major league baseball, like pick one free agent off the top of your head. Or, or do you want to do like what you, what you said, Cole, or do you want me to just like, kind of like pick off the top of my head? So what I want you guys to do is think of a free agent off the top of your head and think of the top five locations for that free agent. And just to make this a little harder, the names of Trevor Bauer, George Springer, JT Romuto, DJ LeMahieu, and Marcelo Zuna are off the list. Everyone else is fair game. It can be anyone that you want, whether it's like a above average guy or a mediocre guy. So I'll go last because I'm hoping nobody takes mine and I have a couple that are skewing in my head. Let's go with... I got mine. Okay, fine. Cole goes Joe first. Go first. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter. Uh, either Cole or Joey goes first. Pick a number. Actually, no, wait. Pick a number between one and five. Both of you. Four. What's this four again? For deciding who goes first. Pick a number between one and ten? Five. Seven. One and five. Oh, one and five. Uh, let's Seven do, can still stand. Let's do three. All right, Cole's closer, so he gets the first pick, and then Joey will go second. I'm going to go with Nelson Cruz. Ooh. Sorry, I kind All of right. zoned out for a second. What, what What's this? Oops. What's this so, okay, so since you're a slacker, um, so basically I said pick a free agent that's available and name five teams that you realistically think can sign this player. And to make it re- more interesting, the names of Springer, Bauer, Rilmuto, Ozuna, and LeMahieu are off the list. So those are the top five untouchables that you cannot pick. Everyone else that's a free agent is fair game. So okay. it could be anyone that we mentioned before so, so, or or anyone that comes to your mind. So it he said like, Nelson Cruz and then we yes. have to. Okay, yeah, so let's so yeah, let's do actually uh, how about we do the round robin of each of us picking our five our four and then we'll go around kind of like kind of like rafter style. Okay. Which we will do later. We will do after later. Yeah. Oh, for the Christmas? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Cole has no speed around this so we can get into, into yes. rafters. Yeah, we won't we won't specify like where we think they're going. We can just say where that so I have just a team for Nelson Cruz and then so well you have to check, pick at least three realistic ones. Three or five. The, Tam- the Tampa Bay race. Okay. You use the Morton money that you lost on him and you pay Cruise that money, and he's your four hole. Okay. Uh, the Blue Jays, if they strike out on some of the bigger names, I, I think he's going to go to an AL team. I, I I don't see him going to the Yankees because the Yankees are a poverty franchise and can't pay LeMahieu the extra twenty five million dollars. Oh, Christ! Say how you No, I no, no. I just I, I I think that's so stupid. 
And then, obviously, I think they're twins. I think it's twins, Toronto, or the Rays. Okay. Fair enough. That's for Nelson Cruz? Yeah. That's for Nelson Cruz. All right, Joey, you're next. So I'm going to say uh, Taiwan Walker. Okay. And uh, three teams. I have like four that I can say. Say one as an honorable mention, you coward. Sure. Okay, so I will say, I'd say the, the Cubs, the Blue Jays, um, and the Brewers. And my honorable mention will be the Mariners, just because they're the Mariners. And I don't know, maybe the third time will be uh, be the one. Yeah, I mean, they did. actually, I was going to say they did draft him, but I think the, the Diamondbacks drafted him. All right, Luke, you're up. I'm taking Marcus Semien. Ooh, that's a good pick. All right, you got to pick three teams. Then. Um, I'm taking um, A's. I think the A's could be signing him because they know how great he was over there. Um, okay. And I feel like they could offer him that money. Um, Yankees, um, for, I don't know. I know we I, we could use another shortstop in case if Glaber has some injury issues and Simeon could be a great backup at 30 years old. Um, backup? No way. Well, okay. Let's just say that in case, I don't know. I would move Glaber. I think we can move Glaber a second if we can't assign DJ. Yeah. Um, and then I'll say Angels. I feel like Angels, if they work right with my. You lost under your Dalte Simmons. And I feel like Simmons could be a great um, a great replacement for that. And I feel like with his skills, it's not going to push them over the edge as a playoff team, but it can definitely improve their shortstop when, because you lost Andrew Dalton Simmons, and he could be another player to headline the idea of him, Otani, and Mike Trout. So pretty much, this, I feel like the Angels could make it work. I'd say uh, the Reds can be in there too. Yeah, that's a way up. Okay, so I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to take the catcher route. I'm going to go with Yadier Molina. And I'm going to pick my three teams most likely to sign him are going to be number one, the New York Yankees, because he would be their starter, starting catcher tomorrow. Like, there's no denying. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals, just because there are, he's already been playing there his entire career. Why not re-up with them and try and continue to contend with that team? Or, and this one's going to sound kind of outlandish, but it's not out of the realm of possibility, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays, because who the hell is catching for them? It's not Mike Zanino. And, like, they have Michael Perez, and, like, he's not really what I would call an ideal catcher. So, like, if you get Yadier Molina... Like, especially with that young pitching core of, of Glass now and Snell, if they keep him, and like, uh, I think they have another arm that's really good there besides Morton. Uh, Ryan Yarbrough is really nasty. Um, and even Josh Fleming looked really good in the, in the small sample size that we got of him. So, like, I honestly think that one of those three teams will get him. Term and salary wise, I have no idea. Um, but those are going to be my pick. Honestly, I think all of our picks were legitimate. Would you, I mean, would you guys want Cruz? Like as um, a fan, the thing is that if the thing is that I would want him for his power, but you have to you have to deal with that strikeout, um, strikeout total, and that's going to be pretty 
bad enough. It's like it's like what we did with Judd and Stanton every year. Well, I would say for the Blue Jays. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I feel like we have more than enough options to put at, at DH with like that ship has like, sailed. The yeah, ship has sailed. With time. like Rowdy to Les too. Like I think would we'll step into that spot very well. And I just the, the, I just I think Cruz would be a perfect fit in Tampa. That's that's what I was kind of hinting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Do we want to get into our rafters or do we want? There's not really much else to go yeah. off. Of. Yeah. I mean, like, the NHL is still basically yeah. in a standstill. NCAA football is having a championship game this weekend. If they have. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's pound out our rafters. Yep. Um, we've got Christmas presents. <laughs> what we came up with for this week, because it's our Christmas or holiday special. The order is Matt, me, Joey, and Luke, and then we snake it back around uh, five rounds. Gifts, Raptors. Are we basing this off of just the hot of all time, or are we doing what we what technically we got? I, whatever you guys think. All time gifts. I have some that I got on my list. Since they don't technically celebrate Christmas and kind of open, yeah. Since they don't celebrate Christmas, I'm not doing it based off of what I have, but of what are the most popular toys of all time. I'll say this: we won't have like a, a poll saying who won. It'll just be more so like yeah. what you. Yeah. That's- all right, so I'm I'm starting it off. Yep. Right, and what's the what's what are the guidelines that I have to follow again? Just anything you got or a big Christmas gift throughout the times. Like I, I said, I'm not going to put it out to pull what a vote on who received um, the best Christmas gifts. So one of mine, if I remember correctly, was could it be a joke gift? Of course, yeah. I actually legitimately got Cole one year um, nice. because it was uh, one of my uncles was like kind of like hinting it for a long while and then he legitimately got me gave me one year and I think I was like 13 or 14 years old and he expected like me to be like so bummed out but I was actually laughing because I was like of course he actually did this because my grandfather did it one year to my mom and her siblings and then like it was only just a joke gift and like they actually hit all the real presents which is what he did this year so it kind of like came full circle which is pretty fun so I had to get coal out of the way Cole nice. for Cole's pick. Nice. Um, it was around, I think it was when, uh, I don't think it was 2004, 2005. I was five or six. I got an Xbox 360, and that kind of stemmed off into uh, like playing Halo all the time with my buddies and, and uh, like. Uh, 2K kind of stemmed. I wouldn't say obsession, but like my my I like playing video games. I was five or six at the time, so I'm taking Xbox 360 as my best, one of my best Christmas gifts I received. I, I think it's Joey now. Um, one year, I can't remember what year it was, like 2007 or something. Whatever year it was that the Nintendo Wii came out. Uh, 2006. I got that for Christmas, which was which was pretty rad. I remember like 
spending hours and hours and hours just playing Wii Sports. <laughs> Wii Town, getting a pro next to your name was such a big deal, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was literally like, it, it made your week when you when you did that. Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. Uh, Luke's got the double. Okay. Uh, the first one... Um, now, I never got it at Christmas, but we did get it eventually. The PlayStation 3. Um, it was definitely one of the consoles that, at least at the time, um, was probably the most expensive and one of the more... It was the, probably the one of the most expensive consoles you can get at the time. Now, I don't believe we got it when the year came out. We got it much later in our... Like, but it's definitely one of those Christmas gifts that everybody wanted on their list when the, like, the Wii and the Xbox 360 was out at the time. So I mean I don't celebrate Christmas. I don't I don't know what we don't we never really do this sort of thing. So I'm just basing just basically basing I'm yeah. I'm basing this off of presents that were popular during the times and the idea of what everybody wants. I got you. So no, I like that. All right. And my second pick, this is actually a story that I've seen several times in the news. Um, the Tickle Me Elmo dolls. You guys remember those? I oh, yeah, the South Park's take on them. Yeah. So back in 96, when the toy was released, there were many stores that had them in. There were, because it's like the PS5. Um, supplies were limited and stores didn't really have them, but when the stores did have them, everyone was finding their hands on one. And if I remember correctly, I read this somewhere. One woman had to pay $7,000 for one just to make a kid happy. Like, I'm not joking. $7,000 just to make this one kid happy. Like, it's unbelievable. It's so... I'm trying to find it. It is so... Um, it was like one of the... Uh, here's one that says, I was pulled under, trampled, the crotch was yanked out of my brand new jeans. I don't know what the heck that... Uh, who suffered a pulled hamstring injuries, a broken... A bro- Injuries to his back jaw and the broken ribbon of concussion. That's how popular the star was. Everyone was trying to get their hands on it. And pretty much everyone was trying to. And it didn't, care, it didn't matter what injury you had. You you had to get this doll. Like, it's insane. Like, you didn't want to let your three or four-year-old down that year. True. Very, very true. All right. So now it goes back to Cole. Nah, Joe. One goes to Joey. Sorry. Um... I don't know if this is too specific, but I'll say it anyways. I was the happiest kid in the world one year. I was in like fifth grade or something when I got a Santana Moss jersey for Christmas. He was my favorite player at the time. And and yeah, I remember opening it up and like I wore it for like four days straight, I think. I mean, that's what you do with your things. You get the longevity out of it. Exactly. You gotta get the money's worth, even though you didn't pay for it. Indeed. Alrighty, Cole. I I was I think four or five at the time. I mean, every kid got it. Um, my BMX bike. I was just uh, just a bike in general. I was the happiest kid in the world. Just learned how to ride it. You come down and it was unwraps it in front of the tree. So I, I was a big fan of a bike. That's I I know it's a common gift, but I think that was one of the better gifts I remember. Bikes are pretty dope. Um, so for me, uh, last year I got my first official um, NHL jersey, uh, which was an Austin Matthews away jersey, um, which was pretty cool. Um, and I believe to follow that gift, I also ended up getting a um, 
I can't remember. Oh yeah, it was a custom uh, uh, Italy national uh, soccer jersey. Uh, the most recent ones, which are pretty cool. Like I never really had an international jersey before. Kind of just made me think about it now that Joey said it. Um, but yeah, those were pretty cool. I don't really wear them that much. I should probably wear them more, but like they're too nice to kind of wear in the house. And like I haven't dressed up yeah, to go. Yeah. haven't dressed up the company wear in a long time so they're kind of just collecting dust I might wear them maybe tomorrow I I, I agree I I was always a big jersey fan the one I remember and this would be my, my next pick I got a Jimmer Fredette jersey when he got drafted to the Kings dude. <laughs> I was the happiest kid alive because I love him at uh, YU so I was uh, that was when I got that jersey I think it was I was like 12 or 13. I was middle school and I got it. I was like super happy. You know, the age when you wore it to, um, when you wore it to school and you wore the Under Armour under it. I was a, I was a happy kid there. Very, very true. All righty. Back to Luke. No, Joey. Oh, why do I keep forgetting Joey? Well, I feel like an idiot. It's okay. This is this being is even, forgotten about. Oh yikes! I mean, that's even that's even more sad considering we do another show together. Yeah. Um, what would be my other one? I don't know. Um. Oh, when I was like very young, I was like a toddler, and I got a Woody doll from Toy Story. I don't really remember it much. All I remember. I just have like my mom tells me about how like this thing never left my side and I had to bring it with me everywhere and and I was just like Toy Story obsessed when I was a kid so yeah I'll say that interesting choice alright Luke with his two Luke you got two Luke Oh, my, my bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. Okay, there I go. Okay, um, I'm not basing this off of Christmas gifts anymore. Um, I'm just going to base this off gifts I got. So, one time I was going away to camp, and I made the biggest mistake of my life because I thought, yeah, this looks like a good idea. So, I was going away to camp, and my mom asked, what would you want? And Nintendo 3DS or a PHP Go? So, and... And uh, I selected a PS. I, I selected a PSP though, because I was big on PlayStation. I didn't like Nintendo that much at the time, but well, I still don't like them. But I didn't know how big the Nintendo 3DS was going to be, so I thought, yeah, let's go with the PSP though. Probably one of the worst presents I've ever gotten in my life because I barely, I barely played it. And even if I did, I had to download games. And the only game I ever played on that thing was MLB 10 The Show. It was the only game I've ever played on the console. I played on the playground one time, but it was the only gift I ever received in my in my. Well, well, I chose it. Well, I chose it and got it, and it was like I, I regret. I regret that. I I should have taken the Nintendo 3DS. All right, so back to me. I think. Did you get two gifts there? Oh yeah. Oh no! I was talking about I was talking about one. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I was I think about the gifts that I got. Oh, God, I don't know. I kind of I don't know. This is I okay. Let's go back to the let's go back to the uh, remember um remember um Furbies, how popular they were at the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, we'll go Furbies on this one. I don't know. I don't receive that many gifts on Christmas or even I can't remember. Even if it was, it was something when I was young. I apologize. I I, I don't yeah. change this list. Good. So, Good. I, gifts I just I I select Furbies because they were pretty popular at the time, and you, I don't know. I, I I never had one in my life, but if I did, it was probably the. It was probably I don't know. I just say Furbies because they were pretty popular. They were also kind of creepy when you saw them for the first time. But aside from that, I think Furbies are pretty popular. Yeah. All right, back to me. I'm just going to go with uh, good old-fashioned cash. Can't go wrong with... <laughs> Can't go wrong with getting an envelope uh, with cash in it. But between that and pole, it's just simple. Yeah. <laughs> simple doesn't disappoint. No, it's kind of an open gift. Yeah. My next... I'm going to I'm gonna say the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, like oh, that. yes, I got that. There was a... Christmas gift. Now that I think it was about like it, that, like, like it was like that ugly gray. It wasn't like a white or clear. I got the I got the all black one. I remember. Ooh. Yeah, no, I had the I had the big one when it first came out, and that was that was always fun. Yeah, I think that's those are fun. I did big, but I I always played the Game Boy a little bit more. Matt, you got two, man. You're rounding out your last two picks here. All right, my last two picks got to make them a good one. Um, So one pick that I got, this was, I think, like two or three years. No, this was a while ago. Um, I got a wand from the uh, Wizarding World Harry Potter, um, which was Professor Snape's wand. Um, but I mean, like, I'm going to get a lot of Harry, Harry Potter slander from my other co-hosts who seem to think that it's not the best series compared to Lord of the Rings and Star Wars. I mean, Lord of the Rings, and then there's a big drop-off, and then Star Wars, Star Wars and uh, Harry Potter at the bottom of the barrel. I would invert that list, except I'd put Star Wars at three because the last three. Well, okay, I don't want to argue that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that'll be... Uh, and then another one was, I remember I got a tent um, that I got when I was about six years old, I think. And I remember it was kind of like a castle tent. Like, I don't remember, like, I'm trying to, like, it's, it's very vivid to what I uh, remember. Um, but I remember, like, I had it for a total of, like, three weeks. And then I remember my cat took a shit in it. And we couldn't get the stain out. So the tent ended up being uh, lost afterwards. So that was fun. But what better way to end my list than to talk about cat shit? Because it's nice and clean. Uh, All right. Y'all got to top that. I'm not going to top it. But I'm going to just take you hated getting it as a kid. And now that we're like 20 and 21 years old, you kind of, it's like, a guilt, I won't say it's a guilty pleasure, but you're kind of happy. You know, you're going into Christmas, you're going to get it. And that's underwear. Like a good and good underwear at Christmas time. I personally. Oh, it's, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, in my family, at least, it's, it's the, it's the grandmother special. Always get a, I'm always getting a pack of uh, new uh, new boxers from from my nonna. My grandma always gives me underwear and a case of Mountain Dew, a six pack. So it's always <laughs> every year. So I always no, I I always get socks too. I get underwear, socks. Oh, socks are a big one too. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right. So I guess this is my final one. Oh God, what would I say? Is my 
Um, hmm. Why is this so tough? I, you put me on the spot, and I just my mind is just like thinking about everything else other than previous Christmas presents that I've gotten. Uh, I'll just say uh, when I was a kid, every single year I'd get a box of of uh, hockey cards. Ooh. And I really, I still enjoy hockey cards quite a bit. And yeah, last year I got a box, and I pulled a a card that's worth. At the time, it was it was going for three hundred dollars online. So. So yeah, it's the gift that that pays for itself, I guess. Yeah, no, I agree. Luke, you got your last pick, my man. Uh. So there was once there was one present I never got for Christmas, but I remember it was really popular at the time for me, and I believe I got it. It was the video now player. You guys know that, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I had that when I was a kid, and I thought, oh, this is this is an interesting thing. Like you put in the disc. I had I had like a failure appearance disc, so I watched that when I was in the car. If I can remember one time. And I don't know. It was like it's before, it was before I had like an iPod Touch, and it was the one present I remember um, liking. I feel like it's the one I remember the most out of everything that I say, because it's the one memory I always have. It's like it's so it's a it was a great video player for its time and how essential it was for its technology. It was the thing was it, it was alright, but the thing was like I could I would I should have bought more DVDs for that thing. It. It could have worked out really well if it wasn't for the fact that, like, iPhones came later years long. So it's not like it's the worst person I've gotten, but hey, if it's it's a major memory for me, and I remember a lot about the video now player. Right. Or the my video now, yeah, the my video now, however you call it. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I think we got all of ours. If I'm not mistaken. Um. Cole, did you get all? I, I got them all recorded, and that graphic will come out Sunday with the with the show. Yes, yes. Um, before we comment well, on what they got for Christmas too. We also Is this going to be our last show from until New Year's? Probably. Yeah. We'll take next week off for for the holidays, just because like you gotta you gotta take some time off. Um, but yeah, uh, W's and L's real quick, and then we'll get the heck uh, out of here. I got, I got the L that we can. I'm sure. Everyone, everyone All right, I think I know. I think I know where you're going with this. So go right ahead, Luke. Yep. Michael Wilson. What the heck were you doing? What the hell was were you doing? You're trying to get to the playoffs, and uh, you want your team Florida. You want Florida to get to the playoffs. You you get a stop on the fourth down. What do you do? Take off an opponent's shoe, throw it down 15 yards, throw it 15 yards down, you get a penalty, unsportsmanlike conduct, and that allows LSU to win the game. And pretty much, you just screwed you, you probably just ruined your career at Florida right there. Like, what are you doing? Like, why would you do that? I don't understand what your, what your idea was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess um, I'll... Yeah, you got extra. Okay, my W will be going to Washington football team defense. Pretty Chase sick. Young specifically. He's a beast. Luke, I can't thank you enough for beating us that week 16 last season. And 
but I don't know if I have an L for the week. There's just too much, too much shit going on <laughs> for me to very, think of the fun L. True. I have. Uh, oh, go ahead. L. Uh, I can't really think of any right now off the top of my head, so yeah, I'll just stick with the one W. I have two L's. Um, one goes to me because Jose Canseco tweeted retweet for a follow back. I retweeted it and he didn't follow me back. So oh. I know. The old uh, bait, bait and switch. Good. He got me. Uh, I actually have a W too. W, uh, Stephen A. Smith. He's getting a binge show on ESPN Plus and I cannot wait to watch that. And I have another W. Uh, it's always sunny. It's getting four more seasons. Uh, yeah so that's going to be quite the quite the time because the what they're going to go on about is some of the weirdest stuff we've ever seen and my l of the week is juju smith like my ll of the week is juju Smith. oh yeah oh yeah 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 we we forgot forgot to talk about that if you guys want to touch on it quickly yeah sure that's just karma man there's no denying no. that you have to not, you're eleven you're eleven and two now. If you keep dancing on your dancing on every team's logo where you're playing, people are gonna start blaming you because of your actions instead of because that's because I feel like that's what Pittsburgh fans do. They blame they kind of blame other they get they um what's that way where you blame somebody else? Oh uh, they make a person a scapegoat aside yeah. from blaming the obvious reasons. Here's yeah. my here's my take on it. Dan, it's fun what Chase Claypool will do and uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. I legitimately have no issues with them going and dancing and getting a following. It's fun. I wish other sports, mainly baseball and hockey, were more like that, like interactive like that. No issues with it. I'm all for fun. But if you're going to talk the talk or, I guess, dance the dance in this situation – you got to walk the walk as well. <laughs> and like I said, they can still keep on doing it. I won't be upset at them, but they can't be upset about getting backlash about it either. <laughs> this is very true. I think uh, somebody made the, I think, did I send you guys, but I think somebody made the comparison of how many TikTok dances Chase Claypool has. Yeah. is more dances than catches. That's hilarious. He's more dances than Fortnite. For Christ's sake. Uh, okay, so my W and L, um, my L did not come out until uh, later this afternoon. Oh, actually, I actually have two L's. Um, first up, my W is going to uh, Ian McClellan, Gandalf himself, receiving the vaccine, which is great because we all know that Gandalf is essential. And also, Gandalf is a wizard. So therefore, he he has to get it. If he is a wizard, then how did he not concoct the vaccine? Oh, but we don't know. Keep in mind, there was a vaccine that was conducted in, in the United, in the UK at the University of Oxford. So maybe he had a hand in it. Mm. To be fair, the hand was probably his checkbook, but mm-hmm. I digress. Um, so that was pretty cool um, just because, you know, it's good that we're protecting our old Gandalf the Greys, Gandalf the Whites, whichever one you prefer to call them as. Um, so my two L's of the week, one literally happened a couple hours ago, and I'm just going to touch on it. And Joey knows where I'm going with this. I'm going to give an L to um, Hockey Twitter uh, for getting mad at Mitch Marner for saying that it's too cold in Ontario and he wants to not play in, in, 
in Ontario. He wants to rather play in like Florida. And it's like, wouldn't anybody rather play in Florida than Ontario in like December till March? Like just a common question, like Joey, like, I don't know. Back me up here. What's up? Um, the whole oh, yeah. Marner, hockey the Twitter Marner, toxic. Yes. Um, it's, it's a very bad neighborhood, very bad neck of the woods. Uh, and then while on the topic of hockey, I'm going to say my L goes to the New York Rangers for not giving Henrik Lundqvist a Stanley cup. And now his yeah. career is basically over. And yeah. I am upset because the New York Rangers should have given him a cup six years ago, going on seven years, but they didn't. Well, and they're absolutely pieces of shit. I mean, they're pieces of shit for other reasons, for a certain player that will not be named. Yeah. But, yeah, but that's besides what that. Yeah, but that's what happens when you lose to the Kings. The Kings were obviously the greatest team that year. No, not even close. You kidding me? 2014? Yeah. No, they were not the greatest. I don't even, I need to check this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to fact check this. Never know. So, okay, okay, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay, so 2014, we're going to do whole league stats. That's 2014. The Kings finished 10th in the league. Okay, they weren't the best team, but like they were basically the same. They were two of the top 15. Like that's, I mean, they weren't the best. I don't think the Kings won the President's Trophy at all in the years that they won the Cup. Like, I don't think so. Yeah, because like 2012, they barely made it. Um, Yeah, they didn't even surpass like 100 points at any time they won the Stanley Cup. So therefore, the LA Kings are frauds. Simply put, actually, they hit 100 points once. Excuse me, once. But that's besides it. Um, but yeah, the New York Rangers are useless, more or less. They killed one of the nicest men in hockey. And according to Sean Avery, the most well-endowed man in hockey. And he knows his <laughs> shit. He knows his yeah. shit. Yeah. When I read that, I was just like, that all makes sense now. The prophecy has been fulfilled. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, yeah, that's about it. I don't know. Any of you three fellers got anything else to say? We could touch on the NCAA pretty quick because Cole had a rant he wanted to talk about with, um, like, how, how um, rigged it is. All right. I'm, so, I'm, no longer, I'm no longer on the rigged side. I Believe it or not, Luke, I fully want Ohio State in the playoff just because I recognize how good it is for the Big Ten. Um, yeah. The playoffs, they make a, a boatload of money. Or yeah. that allows these Michigans of the world, the Ohio States of the world, the Indianas of the world to hire, hire new coaches, build new facilities so they can recruit better. So I am in on board with Ohio State. I think it is rigged for them. I think it's rigged for viewership. Don't get me wrong. I think Coastal should absolutely get bid, get their teeth waxed by like Alabama and everyone's like, oh yeah, remember the yeah. time we should have smaller teams in? And- 50 to Bama. Yeah, thanks yeah, for coming. But I just think, think, yeah, go ahead. I just, I don't know. I, I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on board that the big tech should get it. Okay. I, have I don't a, think it's so, the right reason. I have, but. Yeah. I have a thought. If Notre Dame beats Clemson this weekend, would that push it to be Alabama, um, Ohio State? Uh, no, wait. Alabama, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Texas A&M. I think Texas A&M and Coastal Carolina should play, and the winner of that takes Ohio State's spot. But they're not going to do that, so it's, no. I don't know. It's a I'm, just saying that, 
I'm just saying that in case if Clemson loses on Saturday. Yeah, I know. And and Texas A&M and also should play if Clemson loses. I think that's. I think they should do an 18. That's, that's definitely going to be the matchup to watch. Um, Clemson versus Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I just. I. I realize it's good for money reasons for the Big Ten by Ohio State gets in. And I know you have to bend the yeah. rules to get the bigger conferences more money, but like, just let the small dog in one time, let their teeth get kicked in, and, and nobody asks again. Be like, yeah. oh, what's getting you up to the final? If we do win and we do get in, I just. I really hope we don't play Clemson again. I don't want to have to deal with both them and the refs. This is just a very bad point. Uh, All right. So this will be the last show of 2020, um, which marks more than, I think, like six months that we've been in. We started in January. We started started in. End of January. Yeah, kind of like end of January, beginning of February. Um, So we're getting close to the one year of doing this, which doesn't feel like a year. We picked a good time to start this, didn't we? Now I'm kidding. Oh, great. It's okay. Let's just hope and, we can start off. Let's hope we can set up twenty twenty one with a better show. Well, let's hope so. With a better. Well, yeah, like better, better, better stuff going on, better products. You know, you know. We, yeah, let yeah, me yeah. make a let me make a quick note of this. I just want to see how long we have been doing this together. I can. I have. Yeah, we. Our first episode was January twenty sixth. All right, yeah. so we're about a, a little bit less than a month away from the one year anniversary. So it's get it's going great. Let's hope that you know. Unfortunately, we literally I think we had like one or two really. I, I think we had like one or two like really good like initial ones, and then the one rec- then Kobe passed, and that one was just hard. And yeah. then like the pandemic happened, and that was even harder. Well, we like, kind of found a way to work through it with like rafters and whatnot. I yeah, think. we we. When life gets hard, you got to get creative. So we we're gonna keep getting creative, even though there's not a whole lot of things going on. But like we can we can manage. We're uh, we're getting there. So I guess we'll wrap it up here. Follow the socials uh, at Nosebleed Network. Uh, Nosebleed N E T W R K. Same handle for the TikTok. Um, we also have our Instagram that we completely forgot about. Might come back soon at TFT Nosebleeds. Um, follow each and of us. Oh yeah, we have a Reddit too. Cole Cole slipped, fell, and made a Reddit page. So Nosebleeds Network, and it has currently five members. So I didn't even know that. Thanks for telling me, guys. Yeah, yeah. I've been I've been posting idea dumps there, and we get a few uh, people interacting with it. Um, but yeah, uh, communication. We have, we have the best communication among all, all four of us. Oh yeah, so we'll, we'll work with that Reddit too. Our so. our communication doesn't go further than a Twitter group chat. It honestly <laughs> does, but I mean, like when you're all over the world, yeah, you gotta get you gotta do it with the best what you got. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, 2021 brings. A lot bigger things for this. Indeed. For this let's show. Have, let's have some some good baseball or baseball, baseball, basketball going Football, on. Baseball, hockey, baseball. Just, uh, not, I'm not holding my breath with the NHL. I'm never going to give this team the benefit of the doubt again. Um, but yeah, anyway, thank you all for, for tuning in and we'll see you all in the new year.